0: To Fart House, where we watch the artsiest, fartiest films, so that you can pretend that you did. I am one of your hosts, Casey O'Brien. You've heard of me, and the other host is also here, Patrick Malin. Patrick,
1: how are you? Okay, it's doing pretty good. Uh, cool. Baron, down. We might have an ice storm here in here in Austin.
0: Is it going to be like the movie, The Ice Storm, Ang Lee's film?
1: I, 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 would, I would like it to be. There's a key Why? party in that, isn't there? Oh, yes, there is. <laughs> yeah, so isn't that kind of fun?
0: That's fun, think, yeah.
1: So this weekend, I was <laughs> this weekend I was in Oklahoma City uh, with Leah. Oh, we stayed wow. with her parents. And it's my first, actually, it was my second time there. Um, but we went on a nice long run and saw the city. And it's actually a lot of beautiful like art deco and some cool architecture and... Did you see the Thunder play? Did not see the Thunder play. Ran past the arena. Um, we also checked out the Oklahoma City uh, Memorial, which was a really um, kind of somber sort of experience. Sure. But it's a really beautiful memorial. They did a really good job with it. And uh, yeah, had a nice time up in the up in the state of Oklahoma. But what the made the me think Oakies. of that was um, apparently there was an ice storm some number of months ago in Oklahoma. And it kind of took the tops off a lot of trees and did a lot of damage to a lot of vegetation. Hmm. And I <laughs> I asked Leah's parents if they had seen the ice storm. And then I immediately regretted asking that. Luckily, they hadn't seen it. <laughs> There's a key party in the ice storm. <laughs>
0: it's a very a kind of sad and upsetting movie. It is. That's so funny.
1: Did they had they heard of it? No, they hadn't. They hadn't heard of okay. it either. So I was in the clear. But, um, but, <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, um things are okay hopefully there's not another major texas freeze on our hands i think the governor is trying to walk back his previous statement that the power would not go out now he's saying the power could go out so we'll and you happens. like
0: the governor that's correct no
1: no no shut the fuck up absolutely not i can't even think of his name governor greg abbott i'm not,
0: I'm not even going to tease you
1: about yeah. it it's anyways familiar, uh, how you doing or original
0: good doing well yeah, I'm doing fine. Nothing to report.
1: No weekend Nothing highlights. At all. Huh? No weekend highlights?
0: No weekend highlights. Got to see baby Sky, mm, our niece, mm-hmm. which was fun. Big kind know? of a busy week again. You know what? I saw Luce and we had a game night, and that was fun. Just the two of you? No. Oh. Me, Trisha, our friend Ellie, and Ben. I had just met Ben that night and heard, I'm friends with Ellie. Uh, but it was fun. And it was at Luce's apartment which was great. Was Isaac there? And packed with great stuff. Isaac was there. Everybody was there.
1: Mm. Baloney. Baloney was there. Saw Baloney. Baloney was there. Excellent. It's great. All the crew. What was the coolest thing you saw in Luce's place? Oh, her wall of VHS tapes. Amazing. Yeah.
0: It's like a museum in there.
1: Were you reminded of me? I was actually. Did you think this but, would be so nice for Patrick? He would love this.
0: Yeah, I did think that Good. actually. Thank you. And, but she go. her place is even more impressive than your place in terms of stuff. Yo that yeah. place, I, I made jokes that your DVD collection would uh during an earthquake would fall on you and kill you. <laughs> and I that was I was being sort of facetious there, but the concern is real with
1: Luce's items. Well, especially because um, she has so many VHS and those are hefty. I mean the DVDs yeah, and hefty. Blu-rays are a little bit lighter.
0: Uh she actually has a short film called Messed Up about a woman who refuses to clean her apartment. Ooh. That's kind of what it's about. And a killer comes in and uh the mess helps thwart the killer. <laughs>
1: That's pretty, pretty funny. good. Hey, what's the one the you produced coming out? That one is called Surprise. Surprise. Yeah. What's the any updates on Surprise? No updates yet. We're working hard, diligently. Cool. The post
0: production process is so long. Yeah. It's so long. It's painful. It's a lot. It can be more painful than the production.
1: Yeah. Post production can be absolutely excruciating. I don't. I don't miss that. I say that as if I used to be a prolific filmmaker. <laughs> Saving Patrick I was, went I was through so school. many rounds of edits.
0: <laughs> it, <laughs> <laughs> the studio is so happy with the it. Studio, yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, that's that's cool. coming along. Oh, and then I I ate at um, Ye Rustic last night. Mm. You never eaten there with my friend I have, Adrian? I've not eaten Childress. there, but we've imbibed there. Oh, we need to go. They have the best chicken wings in town. You, d- I remember you
1: mentioning that uh, the last time we were there. Okay, when next time you're in LA, which God knows. No, I want to. I, I want to try and make it soon. I want to try and make it soon. We gotta go to we gotta go there. It's okay. great. I love that place. Cool. Ugh, I, my goal is to be in LA before the end of June. I'd say that's my goal.
0: Wow, fantastic! I'd love that. Yeah. you know I'd love that. Then we would do an in person recording. I would think we've never done one.
1: No, we haven't done one. We should make it something really special for all the okay. haters out there.
0: Oh God! Of the haters, which there they are pile many. Up. They are piling. <laughs> uh, speaking of haters, or the opposite of haters, love us. lovers, lovers. Our beloved patrons of the FOTS. We love them. We love them. And we're going to shout some out. Two of them, to be
1: precise. And who are they, Patrick? Case, you're going to recognize this first one. She's Uh, a goddamn (laughs) gem. Yeah. She's one of the most incredible people we've ever met. Yep. Uh, She was a blast to have on the pod. Her name is Katie Walsh. Uh, Katie Walsh. uh, Yeah, that's what I said. I was just repeating the name. Oh, I thought you were correcting me. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Katie Walsh. From Los Angeles, California. Well, actually from St. Croix, but um, now based in Los Angeles. Yep. And her film that she'd like us to give an artsy-fartsy score to is Morvern Collar, the Lynn Ramsey film. I have not. It is the only Lynn Uh, Ramsey movie I have not seen. I've seen it. Okay. I'm going to give it an 8.3. 8.3. Okay. It's
0: quite milling about. Ooh, that would get a high score on the um, fartsy
1: test. What's that actress's name? Is it Patricia Morton? Is that her name? Or Samantha Morton? Samantha Morton. Samantha Morton. She hasn't been in anything in a long time. Yeah. I, she was in Synecdoche,
0: New York, which you wrote a film review for for The <laughs> Bruin. Is that correct? Yeah. Did we link to that on the Patreon page? The Patreon page. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think well, I, I just want to say about Walsh. Yeah. She is forever in my my book as a good person because she came to my birthday party. She did? Yeah. When your brothers were in town? And we laughed and we laughed. What? When your brothers
1: were in town? Yes. Did you specifically not tell me this so I wouldn't have extreme FOMO?
0: I probably, I needed to protect you from you by (laughs) not telling you that. But yes, Katie came to my party. She stayed the whole time. And we, like I said, we were laughing. We laughed and we laughed. And it was so great that she came out. I so appreciated it. Uh, She's in my book as a good person.
1: It's really so
0: few, so few in that book.
1: I'm so torn up when I hear things like this. From the floor up? From, yeah, sure. (laughs) Because when I hear things like this, because I'm so happy uh, that you had that experience, but also just so profoundly jealous that it's really (laughs) hard for me to enjoy it. And And I think the
0: worst thing is that I get so much joy out of seeing you. I
1: know. I don't. Your eyes light up every time you have an experience that I wish I had. It's almost like you enjoy that more than the experience itself. (laughs) It's almost worth having the experience
0: just for that reaction.
1: Uh, (laughs) I had no idea Katie was there. God damn it. I mean, I love your brother so much, but Katie just adds the je ne sais quoi. She does. She truly does.
0: And if you haven't listened to our episode with Katie Walsh, do yourself a favor. Go listen to it. It's an all-timer.
1: It is an all-timer. We talk about uh, Katie's dad's obsession with Dune which is very uh, unique. We talk about our fear of germs (laughs) in hotel rooms. Yes. Um, We'll have her back on. We'll have her back on at some point. Okay, anyways, moving on. Oh, yeah. So then the other one is Matt Thomas, Matt E.T. I know him. You would love him. He is a good friend of Sammy Lawboy. Ah, you know,
0: the Cousins have really, they're kind of our street team in a lot of ways. Yeah, the
1: Bros are definitely the street team. They've definitely, in fact, we have like, six or seven patrons just from like people that know the cousins. Uh, they're really popular. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Their the,
0: word goes a long way. Yeah. They're in influencers. They're
1: cultural influencers.
0: They so, are influencers. Yeah. Maddie
1: T went to uh law school with Sammy Lawboy. He now lives in Houston, Texas, but he's originally from Kentucky. And okay. his movie that he would like, he gave us and Drive or Tree of Life, but I feel like we'll do, we'll probably do both at some point, but I feel like we might do and Drive sooner probably so i told him we'd give him a score for tree of life tree of life i'm gonna give it an 8.7 that's exactly what i was gonna give it no Shut joke up. no joke
0: Ooh, that's a good omen for the rest of the show i know i'm feeling good that I'm feeling we're cosmically in. linked it'll like be hilarious though if our
1: scores are way off for the movie we're actually talking about
0: <laughs> oh that's a shame um very good patrick and if you want to become one of these cool people become a patron of the farts Go to patreon.com slash pod. Lots of fun stuff on there. We're always posting silly stuff. And we're just talking and laughing. Luce was lamenting that. She was like, I love that your Patreon has so much engagement. And we do. Mm-hmm. Don't you think?
1: Yeah, it's pretty great. It's pretty funny. I love uh, the community that we've built on there. Um, I'm looking forward to taking it to that next level. Our relationship with our fans. I don't know how that will manifest itself, but...
0: I just... I mean, I hope we don't get like
1: killed by one of our
0: fans. Actually, that would be kind of cool. That would be kind of like an It'd honor. It'd be very like John good Lennon, for
1: the podcast. If one very, of us it
0: would be very good, the surviving <laughs> member, maybe it would kill both of us. I don't know, but it would, it would, it would really raise the profile. So yeah.
1: something to consider. Right. If you're on the fence about doing it, go ahead. <laughs> Joe, go for it. Uh, very
0: good. Patrick. Letterbox rundown. How was your week? I had a terrible one.
1: Mine, mine was kind of abysmal. Uh. No. Rewatched the movie Bullet, Steve McQueen. Bullet. Never seen. Excellent. It Just the 70s were... So what's your favorite movie decade?
0: What a phenomenal question, and I can't (laughs) believe we've never touched this question. If we have, it's been a long time since we talked about it. It almost needs another whole podcast episode. Yeah. I'm going to say something controversial. It just popped into my head. Okay. 90s.
1: I don't think that's controversial. The 90s were incredible.
0: But the 70s, I love the... I would say... Seven, I would actually go 90s, then 70s.
1: Yeah, I think I would be 70s, 90s. And wow. almost interchange. It's just the 70s, I could watch any trash pumped out during that period. Everything just There's looks cool. There's
0: so much cool. texture to the cinema.
1: Yeah. And the, the style, think? the costuming. It's just grittier, man. It's just grittier. It's, gritter,
0: it's realer. It's
1: realer. And we love that. We love that. Yeah. Uh,
0: very good. Anything so else, Bullet, Patrick?
1: And then uh, Leo wanted to watch something a little bit on the lighter, funnier side. So something that I love showing and people. And you said no, no. We don't do that. <laughs> no. Uh,
0: you watch that
1: on your own time. No. <laughs> no. I thought of something that's I love showing to people because it warms my heart and I have a smile on my face the whole time I watch It's Sing Street. The John Carney movie. Never seen. You haven't
0: seen Sing Street? I. It's literally on my watch list. I know I'm going to like... I love, I'm, I'm a simp for those types of movies. Yeah, Band I movies. It. I'm going to, and I like that song. Like, what is it like? Ride it like you stole it or something? Drive it like Great you stole song. it. Drive it like you stole it.
1: Yeah. I, I'm Drive a simp like and I'm sure I'm going to love it. Have
0: you seen the commitments? Casey?
1: I have not, and I'm very embarrassed that I've not seen The Commitments. Don't
0: be embarrassed. It's a But I think you'd love it, Patrick.
1: I remember why, uh, when I was a film dork, I had a friend named Stephen Strauss, when? who was also a film <laughs> When I was a budding film Back dork. Back then, when I was when a film I had, dork. When I was a times. budding film dork, I had a okay. friend named Stephen Strauss, and we would go to Best Buy together and buy DVDs. And his dad, his name was Bill. He was obsessed with The Commitments. That was like his favorite movie. It's
0: really good.
1: He was you, also do, really obsessed with uh, this Oliver Stone movie called, is um, it Salvador? Yeah. Yeah. He was obsessed James with that wood too. Yeah.
0: Oh, oh, well, this is a little uh, tissue of connectivity here. So The Commitments has Glenn Hansert of, of, he's in it. In Once, yeah. And he's in Once, which is the same director as... Sing Street. Ah, oh, Glenn Hansard's into the Commitments?
1: Yes. He must have been he's pretty young because Commitments was early 90s. Yeah, yeah. But he's
0: a guitar player in it.
1: Cool. I'll need to check that oh. out.
0: Yeah, check it out. My turn. Your turn. I only watched one movie this week.
1: Oh, what'd you, what'd you get after?
0: It's a zombie movie, of course. We rented it at Videotech. It's called Juan of the Dead, and it's set in Cuba. And it's like a Cuban comedy zombie film. I thought it was pretty good. It's like a fun slacker movie. It's too messy. It's a mm. very messy movie, but I enjoyed seeing Cuba, Apocalypse, Zombies. It was great. I had a good time.
1: It takes place in, it's, uh, was it filmed in Cuba too? Yeah. It's a Cuban film. Cool. Yeah, it was cool. I it's just good, finished good to listening to um, Blowback Season 2 about the Cuban Revolution. Very fascinating. Ah, Highly recommend I, it. F- Very good, very good. Well, Patrick, that about
0: does it for our intro. Do you mind if we mosey on down to the rest of the episode? Nah, sure don't, brother. Like we said at the top of the show, this is Fart House. We watched the artiest, fartiest film so that you can pretend that you did, which is why, elated that we're talking about this movie,
1: Betty Blue. In case, why are we talking about Betty Blue. Oh, I
0: almost forgot. It's art house. It's fart house erotica month. The most pop.
1: Oh, I forgot. <laughs> I'm never gonna dance again. Guilty shoes oh, you say? Wait. Did you say guilty shells?
0: Guilty shoes. Was no, it guilty feet? Guilty feet. Oh. Guilty feet. <laughs> Fuck. Damn it. It's a it's nonsensical lyric. Guilty shells. I was like, really said, leaning shoes. into the shell I did not guy first. So... Oh, don't, you, don't you dare,
1: don't you dare bring that into this space. Okay. All right, we'll get it right on the next episode. Sure, we got a couple but more it's chapters left.
0: We're talking about sexy, sexy movies, and it's. Oh, you, we agreed last time that it's one of the most popular months internationally, mm-hmm. nationally, galactically. In yeah, galactically, people are horny because it's <laughs> Valentine's Day month. And we're talking about erotica, and we're having just a blast. We're talking about Betty Blue. Yes. And we'll subject it to our proprietary fartsy test, which determines how impenetrable this movie really is. But Patrick, I must ask you, do you own this movie, and had you seen it before?
1: Yes and no.
0: Wait, you own this movie? Yeah. I didn't know that. When did you pick this up? It's a recent addition to the Criterion. I believe it was 2019.
1: Yes. So I... My mom was friends uh I can't remember how she met was Betty think, Blue no, <laughs> with a former critic for the Boston Globe. I think his name was Michael Blower. Oh, and okay. I think they met through I wonder if Katie Walsh knows of him. He's a, he's an older guy. I think they met through they're involved in like this horse sanctuary charity. Oh, okay. Together I think that's how they met. Anyways, really nice guy and he sent me this like package of like prototypical like artsy fartsy DVDs. And yeah. in there was Betty Blue, uh Babette's Feast, Mon Uncle, it. Um, Scarlet Empress, tons of super artsy fartsy movies. And I don't think I watched too many of them. The only one that I remember watching was Babbitt's Feast and maybe one or two others. Anyway, so I had the DVD for forever. At some point. I must have gotten rid of it, or I don't know. It was gone to the ether. That
0: doesn't sound like you.
1: Yeah. And then um, uh, I had this Barnes & Noble gift card. I knew we were doing uh, Betty Blue. So I went to Barnes & Noble and picked up the Blu-ray copy of Barnes Noble.
0: Oh, so you just, just bought it.
1: Yeah, I just bought it right before I watched it. Did, but I had a DVD copy ages ago.
0: Did you? Do you regret that purchase now? <laughs>
1: I, we'll get into it. I kind of we'll wish I, I didn't it. B- buy it. Damn. <laughs> Jeez Louise. I mean, it's three fucking hours. <laughs> You're
0: not going to pop that on? I'm going to do a quick synopsis here,
1: okay. if you don't mind. Wait, before you do the synopsis, had you, yes. had you seen this before?
0: No, I, ha- well, I, ha- I mean, yes, I had. Oh, I had okay. seen this before. Where actually. did you
1: see it? What was your first? On the
0: Criterion channel a few months ago.
1: Oh, okay. So you, you, you saw it pretty recently. Yeah. I mean, what compels you to watch it at that time? I mean, because it's very long.
0: It's very long, but like Criterion, they have these like kind of special releases on the Criterion channel where they like do new artwork on the Criterion channel and they have like special features and stuff. So I don't know. I was just intrigued and it was on my list and I wanted to watch it. It'd been on my list for a long time. Yeah, it's a
1: very like well-known title in the artsy-fartsy world. It's a like sort of prototypical French art house, late 80s, early 90s style movie. Yeah, and so it's a very like they familiar blue. terrain. Mm-hmm. Love the color blue. Yes, and it's just like Kieslowski's blue too. Everything you know was blue saying? during that time.
0: Everything was very blue, very sad, melancholy. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me do a brief synopsis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah go ahead.
1: Inform the peeps. Zorg,
0: our main character, not Betty Blue. Zorg is the main character of this movie. What do you think of the name Zorg? You've already interrupted me, and I've said one. <laughs> I said one word.
1: But Zorg, Zorg, you got you to gotta talk. We got to talk about Zorg. The name.
0: Zorg is a wild name. It sounds like a robot.
1: Would you name your child Zorg? I wouldn't. Dog. Maybe. Mm,
0: Zorg. It sounds like a
1: villain in a Power Rangers movie. It does. All right. Last interruption until you're done with the synopsis.
0: Okay. Zorg, played by Jean-Hug Englade, is an aspiring writer who takes up with the young, beautiful, and volatile Betty, played by Beatrice Dahl, while working at a seaside resort. Their volatile, yet tender, romantic journey takes them all over France, working at a hotel, a pizza place, a piano shop, all the while trying to sell Zorg's manuscript to get it published. But Betty, who's quite volatile, I said that already, but very sexy and erotic, her well-being is kind of on the decline, and her mental stability is uh, in flux, and soon they pass a point of no return. They sure do case. Betty Blue. Now, Patrick first question mm-hmm, mm-hmm. did you fall in love with betty when you were watching this movie no or did she drive you insane she drove me insane
1: yeah i i don't want a combination of eyes uh, because i am not a doctor i'm just an idiot the microphone a couple inches from my face she seems like she has like borderline personality disorder i don't think it's even borderline personality i think it's uh bipolar disorder mm, maybe that she See, is this is out the, of control. I'm an idiot. I don't I don't know this shit. But she's out
0: of control and and
1: really does some crazy stuff. She needed more help than Zorg could ever give her, and Zorg didn't even seem to be trying to help her. He was kind of enabling her, which kind of frustrated me too.
0: It's odd because this movie it's kind of playful and fun and sexy. Did I mention sexy? Okay. Because there's some
1: hot scenes. Oh, how about that opening shot case?
0: Ooh. But isn't didn't be isn't Betty like the most beautiful woman
1: you've ever yes, seen in your life? Yes, she's. I, I can't even begin to. There are no words. There are no words for how beautiful uh, this actress is, Beatrice. Beatrice, ha, how do you pronounce Dall. that in French? Dalé. Dal. Dal. Beatrice Dal. Yeah. Um. It's. <laughs> yeah, she's
0: gorgeous, but her character is so. Out of control. But it's, like, kind of set up like she's sort of like an Amelie character, but with much more, like, anger Mm -hmm. and insanity. Yeah, it's kind of a vexing movie.
1: Yeah, it's very vexing in a lot of ways. Yeah. And did they ever establish... I mean, Zorg mentions at the beginning something like how he had only known Betty for a week. He doesn't mention how he actually met her, right?
0: She was just, like, at the resort or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, as beautiful as she is, like, how long would, like... How long would you have stuck around? Where would you have?
0: Oh, she wouldn't have made it. I wouldn't have left the resort with her because (laughs) she like throws everything out of his apartment, like Mm -hmm. destroys his apartment. She like gets in a fight with his boss and like dumps paint on his car. And like, she's always doing like insane stuff. And like, on one hand, you know, like, I feel like there's like these European women, they're so free. They're so passionate. But it's like, I would not be, I would not enjoy that sort of relationship.
1: No. Me neither. It would be extremely exhausting. And yeah, she's super hot and likes to have sex all the time. But <laughs> I mean, at what we cost? We can find Casey? those women all over at the world. <laughs> at, what, at what cost?
0: <laughs> truly, truly. And what did you think about the length? Did it need to be that long, Patrick? Did you think it needed to be. Three hours and 15 minutes or whatever it was called?
1: Or no, whatever the time was? No, I don't think so. But I will say I pre- I was prepared to be very bored. And I wasn't that uh-huh. bored, to be honest. Like, it was, there was enough kind of going on and the characters were sort of rich enough and the script was interesting enough, more or less, that I was kind of intrigued, like, to see where things would go from sequence to sequence, from scene to scene, Can I read you some facts about her? Yes, read me some facts. Okay,
0: so her name is Beatrice Dahl, and she herself was kind of insane a little bit. So, early in her life, she has been arrested on several occasions for shoplifting, drug possession, and assault. In January 2005, while making a film about prison life in Brest, Dahl met Guanyal Messiani, serving a 12-year prison sentence for assaulting and raping his ex-girlfriend. She married him after 24 one-hour visits and spoke on his behalf at hearings for his early release. According to a 2015 profile of Dahl, she said the marriage was, quote, a complete disaster once Mezziani was released from prison and their divorce was apparently finalized in July 2014. That's kind of crazy. In another interview, she was interviewed in 2016, Dahl stated that when she used to work in a morgue with her friends... They sold body parts of corpses, and one time while on acid, they ate a man's ear. Why would you admit to that? I don't know. She's a crazy French lady. That is a, I don't yeah. know what to say. But this sort of volatility, it's good she played Betty Blue, because yeah. she sounds pretty volatile
1: and cuckoo. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like the part she was born to play. Did you think, so later in the, I don't think they say her age until later in the movie when they she's celebrate 19. her birthday. She's 19 throughout. I did not, I thought they were the same age, but it was like,
0: I'm in my thirties and she's 19. And I was like, huh? <laughs> yeah.
1: Know. There were so many things in this movie that were just like so impossibly French that I can't even begin to really, uh, like one thing that kind of caught me off guard. Did you notice they drank coffee from bowls? yeah that was odd did you That's know that was a thing, a thing though yeah I I th- i've that. heard
0: that before trisha has mentioned that before oh really
1: i had no idea that was a thing and it was very it seems, alarming it seems odd i don't like it i don't care yeah, for that frankly i don't like it either apparently they do it so they can dip their stupid little croissants in the coffee they can get their pastries Damn, put in the coffee so the wider you know what? mouth my mom
0: for she d- let me know if you've heard of this okay. trisha was kind of surprised by this my mom talked about dipping sandwiches in coffee have you ever heard of such a thing a sa- what kind of sandwich like a ham sandwich
1: no absolutely not have you tried i don't those? know
0: that seems kind of like an old-fashioned
1: 1940s thing or something I no mean, i haven't tried it no i'm interested like is it like an it's au kind of like an thing? au thing yeah yeah but yeah. au jus is like savory coffee's bitter i don't know what to say <laughs> get my mom on the has horn. your mom done it or did she just say that she's heard yeah, of it she does she does she yeah, still do she it does. to this day yeah she does you've seen her do it i have okay what does your dad think
0: uh, I don't know. I, I, he has no opinion on the matter. We need to get the We need to
1: talk about this. We might need to mediate. <laughs> might need to. But, um, what, so there's the fucking bowls. There's yes. just all of these sort of, like, philosophical musings that kind of seem to occur from nowhere. Like, there's a little mm-hmm. bit of narration from Zorg. And did yes. you take that narration to be as if it were, like, his second novel? Like it was like taken from the Oh, that's his next smart. Book. I didn't even make that conclusion. Mm, that's kind of how I perceived it. That's good. Um there's one Well th- apparently
0: he's not like, you know, his novel, he's been they try to sell it the whole movie, and finally, spoiler, it does get sold finally to a public publisher,
1: but it gets rejected from every place. Would you be so. annoyed if Trisha kept trying to do that? Like let's say so Betty keeps Betty finds Zorg's manuscript. At his little beach bungalow in a box full of handwritten notebooks. Yeah. Then she types up the whole thing into a typewritten manuscript and starts sending it to publishers all over Paris, over France. And um, she gets increasingly agitated that it's not accepted by any publishers to the point that Zorg starts hiding rejection letters yeah. from Betty so she doesn't go into one of her tirades when she sees it's the novel's one been rejected fits. again. Yeah. So let's say would, you wrote a screenplay yeah. and Trisha was like I'm sending this all over town and would start acting. If she was
0: way. like this is genius, I think you're a genius. We need to send
1: this all over town. I would love it. You would I'd love, love it. I would love that. Okay. I would love that, yeah. And what if she what reacted Betty was like the she's way like you're they, a genius. <laughs> what if she reacted I, the way that Betty did when you <laughs> you were getting rejection. I have to say
0: you need to calm down, Trisha. This is not an acceptable way to behave and it's stressing me out. <laughs>
1: oh my god do you remember when there's just so many bizarre things in this movie do you remember when betty calls um i wrote this down because it was just so odd and kind of gross betty is like talking to zorg's penis and calls it a what does she say yeah. sleepy warm slug she just like stares at his penis kisses it and calls yeah it a i remember that scene very vividly this <laughs> just it's like, the most French movie. It's so
0: French. It's so. But you know what I liked about it? It kind of in some ways reminded me of uh, the book Augie March by Saul Bellow.
1: Mm, okay. I have not read it's that. It's
0: a picaresque novel, and this is kind of a picaresque movie where they're, like, having all these different jobs, mm-hmm. you know, and, like, traveling all over. And it just... I don't know, it kind of inspired me in a way. It made me feel like, ah, life is out there, and there's uh, life is so surprising, and there's always a new adventure, and I kind of liked it
1: for that reason. But
0: the ending, should
1: we get to the ending? We can get to the ending, but I do kind of want to talk about what you just talked about.
0: But I liked that about the movie.
1: Yeah, I did as well. I liked, I was thinking, I've been thinking about that a lot lately about, um, I mean, it's kind of a lot of what we talk about on this podcast are things like, Death, meaning of life, uh, and then things like um, if, if if lovers are meant for each other, if certain, if a certain pair of people yeah. are meant for each other, if there's like a star-crossed element to that, and they yeah. talk about Betty and Zorg mentioned several times that they are meant for each other, and we've yeah. mentioned before in this podcast we don't really subscribe to that, n- we don't that,
0: and we think I think that's actually an unhealthy and dangerous, and how everyone on The Bachelor kind of feeds into that. Like there's, there needs to be some sort of romance narrative for people to be together. Like, Oh, this happened and this happened. And it's like, we're meant to be together. Right.
1: Exactly. You start kind of looking at clues and you start kind of using those clues to kind of build a narrative as to why you should be with this person. And really you could do that with anything.
0: No, I agree. I agree. And if I was Zorg, I would have gotten out of town because she would did some crazy stuff. Well, I'm going to get into the end a little bit here. Yeah. But she cuts her own eye out. Mm -hmm. And there's other times where she like puts her hand through a window and just just like runs screaming through the street. That's too much. Yeah. That's too too much. But they kind of make it seem like, I don't know, it doesn't feel like the movie treats it as like, oh, she has a mental illness. It's more like, oh, no, she's been consumed by insanity. It's kind of like an old timey. Uh, sort of definition of mental right. illness Right. It's like this, this like.
1: like obsolete notion of hysteria. It's like yeah. not like a, oh, we should be concerned about this person's health. It's like, we should oh, medicate were...
0: her and diagnose her. It's more like, oh, she's been, she's in hysterics forever now. Like, do you remember like...
1: one of her more jarring, what would you say? What was the most jarring confrontation or jarring behavior that she exhibited to you?
0: God. I mean, the eye was, that was upsetting. Eye was upsetting. I was upset. What about you?
1: The one that kind of made me think we were in for a different movie than we were actually going to be was when she... So they work at this... I love this guy. Did you like the guy, Eddie?
0: Yeah, loved Eddie.
1: Love Eddie. And in fact, I started Googling the, to see if I could find a shirt that Eddie wore. So Eddie is the boyfriend of a friend of Betty's. And Eddie owns this pizza parlor called Piz- Pizzeria Stromboli or Pizza Stromboli. And uh, Zorg and Betty are working there because they've abandoned their 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 posts at the seaside bungalows since they lit yes. one of the bungalows on fire. Which that bungalow that seemed kind of nice. Oh, it, it seemed great. And Zorg was super into it. And it was just like, yeah. That seemed like the life. Like that seemed great. I didn't. Yes, it did. But go on. Sorry. Uh anyways, uh Betty's getting into it with this awful, awful customer who is admittedly terrible and very difficult yes. to deal with. And the stereotype of French service is that it's not good, you know, Mm -hmm. in terms of, like, restaurant industry and hospitality. And Betty seemed to be kind of within um, the realm of reasonability by that French stereotypical standard. Yes. But this woman, this guest, kept pushing it to the point where Betty snapped and stabbed this woman in the arm with a fork.
0: Yes. You can't do that, Patrick.
1: No, you can't. And it's kind of funny to me that that to me is like my breaking point where literally within the first like 30 minutes, she lights violence. a bungalow on fire and they're like, Yeah.
0: No, but that does pass. That's And it's played off for comedy. But I remember watching that being like, Oh my God. Like she, like she harmed, physically harmed. You could go to jail for that.
1: Yeah. I was just so concerned with the liability that Eddie would be facing. Imagine the litigation yeah. that would ensue. What about Eddie? I mean, I don't know uh, how litigious the French are, but in, here in the United States, <laughs> Kiss Pizzeria Stromboli goodbye, dude. When you were working at Intelligentsia
0: or any other, uh, you worked at Bird Rock mm-hmm. as well, didn't you? Would you? How much would you have paid to get away with stabbing a customer in the arm? Oh,
1: my God. Like, completely, like, zero consequences. Yeah. $10,000. How much would you pay? Did
0: you have a worse, uh, w- where did you have the worst customer interactions? At Intelligentsia or Bird Rock?
1: Bird Rock, the people were cheaper. It was, like, faker money it was like lots like it was like wealthy people but like cheap and yeah. intelligentsia very wealthy people but for the most part they weren't that cheap they were pretty generous yeah. tippers for the most part i can't think of a singular the one of my worst customer service interactions that i go back to because it stuck with me so much to the point that it's changed my lexicon wow is when i was working at this movie theater when i was 15 this, oh, that's
0: right. You worked at a movie theater too.
1: Yeah, it was called UltraStar, and I think it was like a Southern California cool. chain. Anyways, I was working in the box office, and uh, this guy came up and he bought a ticket and he said thank you. And I said no problem. And he came back about ninety seconds later and is like he said, you know, when someone says thank you, you say you're welcome or my pleasure. You don't say no problem. This that's is incredibly such a rude thing. Rude. Yeah. And I remember my boss was was right behind me. The general manager of the theater was right behind me when that happened. And I was, like, so shaken up. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I thought I had, like, seriously fucked up. Yeah. And luckily, the GM was really cool about it. He's like, that guy is insane.
0: That is such a boomer thing.
1: Can you imagine doing that? Like, wh- what on no. earth would possess a human being to go back and tell someone not to say no problem? And yeah, so I, I never say no problem anymore because- uh, Because of this one Because man. of this one interaction. I take great pains wow. to avoid you saying no You are very problems. sensitive
0: people. I yeah. would also think about that all the time. Yeah. I, I remember, I was confronted so many times. I worked at Intelligentsia on Abbott Kinney. And mm-hmm. then I also worked at Jelena Takeaway on Abbott Kinney. Yeah, Inn. which
1: one was worse for you, Jelena Takeaway? Or- I was at Jelena much longer. So I just think, m- also I Also when food is involved, that people things are insane. Getting, like coffee is one thing, but food is like next level.
0: I got called, a uh, customer said, thanks for nothing, cocksucker, to me. I've gotten
1: a thanks for nothing, but a thanks for nothing cocksucker?
0: Yep. And I saw a guy came up. I remember, this is the first time I popped in my head when you were talking about this. He had, we had very good coffee at Julia Takeaway. Sight glass. Yeah, very know, good. I know some people. And he called me over and he goes, you're going to give me my money back for this cup of coffee because it's the worst cup of coffee I've ever had in my life. And you're going to tell your bosses... That And I go, I'm not going to tell him anything.
1: Did you say that I go, I'm
0: not going to tell him anything. And he's like, you're going to tell them. I was like, this prick is such an asshole. He was like, you're going to tell them that you are frauds and you are ripping people off by this. I was like, all right, get out of here. And I gave him the money. And other customers were like, I'm so sorry for that guy. But he was like, so sure I was going to be like, "Uh, yes, sir. (laughs) Like... But I was I'm like twenty-five. You stood your ground there,
1: I would have. I probably would have oh, caved. Oh, I,
0: I, I, I just got. You know, I learned a good. Just if you're kind of aloof, people can't say shit. Yeah. Jason Kaplan was like that. Like people would be like, J- Jason Kaplan, t- who is uh, owner of Maury's Bagels in Silver Lake, go Excellent. check it out. Great Bagel shop. yeah. And he was like, but he like people would be like, I'll have the breakfast sandwich, and Jason would be like, not here, you're not. And they'd be like, <laughs> huh. And he's like, we stopped serving them at 11.15. Wake up <laughs> earlier. What else do you want? Wait, he say of this, wake like, up earlier? Yeah, he would be Ooh. like, "Say," he would just kind of like be flippant like that. And people were so taken aback. And so I kind, of, I kind of took that mentality. And I remember this one. And like people don't really expect people to talk back all the time. I remember this one guy, this asshole, who's actually a filmmaker. I can't remember his name. But he was like, is that my coffee drink? And I was like, no, yours is coming up, Mike. And then I brought his coffee drink over. And he's like, you know, that was really fucking rude when you said that. No, yours is coming up, Mike. And I go, ah, shut up. And I walked away. That
1: is amazing. This makes me want to get back. Like,
0: like, you just have to be kind of like, ah, no, 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 no. Like, if you're just kind of flippant, people, there's like this weird in between, between being confrontational and being kind of like aloof i don't know how to describe it but you can kind of take this tone that jason sort of taught me where you can kind of say whatever you want and people just have to kind of go with it Mm -hmm. because you're not being really sincere but you're also saying exactly what you want to say right i don't
1: know it's like the kind of thing where they might take to yelp to be a bitch about it but they're not gonna like want to talk to your boss about it well it
0: kind of makes them look stupid too
1: yeah exactly
0: Uh, and i remember you know toby Maguire. Is it? Should I not talk about this on no, the show? No, you should
1: talk about it. We can talk about Toby Maguire.
0: Tobey Maguire, one of the worst customers in all time. He's so
1: rude. He was fine at Intelligentsia, though. What did he do at GTA? Intelligentsia, he was, he was kind of just annoying. odd. He was just weird. No,
0: he was... He, at Intelligentsia, he said to me, he goes, I don't have time to wait in this line. I need to be able to cut to the front of the line when oh, I come Oh, he did? Here. I,
1: didn't, I yeah. didn't
0: hear that. No. But his his assistant would call in and go, order for Toby Maguire. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. And they'd be like, kale salad vegan style. And I was like, we don't have a vegan style. You have to tell me how you want it, like, remo- <laughs> like, vegan style. That's not like, it's not like animal style at In-N-Out, you know? So every time they'd call, they'd be like, order for Tobey Maguire. And i go, who? <laughs> and they're like, Tobey Maguire. And I'm like, and I go, okay, I'll write down Tobey Maguire. And then, you know, because, like, people were so, you know, there's so many rich
1: asshole celebrities in there. Yeah.
0: Anyways, I wish I had journaled
1: more throughout my period at Intelligentsia because I just kind of have a very like general sense and just kind of this morass of memory of how it was. But I wish I I could remember more distinctive interactions.
0: I journaled a lot during that time, but it was mostly like I hate my life. I'm such a failure. It had nothing to do with my day to day, which would be more interesting to read now. It was more just like the world is a gray
1: place. Like, <laughs> yeah. I would go to I would go to Bob's Big Boy at like yes, midnight or 1 a.m. Like I would like Lynch. I would like drive up and down and Drive, go sit there. I thought I was just like David Lynch. I would get like a milkshake and pie or like coffee and pie and would like write my little notebook and. Just fucking get the feelings out. Do you remember when you and I were going to write a movie together? Yeah.
0: We had coffee at Ray's Diner I in do Santa Monica. That. I wonder yeah. if that's
1: still around. I hope that's still open. I don't know. Would you still write a movie with me? Um, kind of you on the spot. <laughs> a, little, a little busy right now. <laughs> Oops. What if you had nothing to do?
0: If I had nothing to do, I'd love to write a screenplay with you. But Patrick, you okay. know me. I'm an enterprising young man, and I've got a lot of st- I know stokes in the fire. If you came uh, to me with hey. an idea, a concrete idea.
1: Okay. I might consider it. But. Okay, cool. Which, by you the know way, how much time you this s-
0: fucking podcast takes? <laughs> up? Jesus, we're you said you were going to send me
1: your most recent script, though. Will you send it to me?
0: Oh, I forgot. Yes, yeah. I will. I actually yeah. met with my friend Adrian last night because she read it and she liked it. Cool. And
1: she well, said send it, it to me. And she's so a producer. Then, all right. Well, I'll so, produce shit, man. I can yeah. produce shit. Yeah, I can yeah, put you, it on. Yeah, that's right. You're going to produce a big. Yeah, <laughs> produce a big bow movement, man. Uh, all right. Uh, so we're talking Betty Blue here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes.
0: I think that was important because there's a lot of service jobs in this movie, so mm-hmm. it's tangential, Patrick. Right, they
1: do retail, they do a uh, restaurant, they do painting.
0: Yes. Oh, well, okay, Patrick, we are actually running a little short on time here. Okay, okay. So we should get to the ending. Okay, yeah. To talk about that. Yes. So like we said, she cuts out her own eye, and this is when things really go from bad to worse because she thought she was pregnant. I can't tell if she actually had like a miscarriage or sh- the test was just wrong.
1: No, the test you know- was just
0: wrong. Okay, so she thought she was pregnant. She's an but idiot. she wasn't. No, she's not. She's mentally ill. And this sends her down like a s- psychosis to the point of like no return. Mm-hmm. Like
1: she's not even like lucid. Yeah, no. She was and like she goes- lobotomized without being lobotomized.
0: Which we are still asking for people if they have been lobotomized, let us know. Yeah, have you heard from anyone who's been lobotomized? No, I haven't heard anybody. No, yeah, me neither. No. We're asking our... Im- uh, DMs are open. DMs are Uh, (laughs) open. For the lobotomized. And she's just like gone. And the doctor's like, I don't know if she's ever going to be. See, I just, again, this doesn't feel like medically correct. But he's like, I don't know if she'll never not be crazy again. You know, like she's gone insane and you can't get her back basically. And so Zorg decides to smother her with a pillow. And what does that remind you of? What does that remind me of?
1: Yeah. I have a few options. Oh really? Well, tell me your options.
0: One floor of the cuckoo's nest.
1: Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. What's your other one?
0: It's a spoiler. I don't know if I want to say it. Well, you can. It's a Michael Heineke film.
1: Oh yes. Well, we... that's an artsy fartsy movie. A more. A more, yeah.
0: Yeah, kind of like the one that. I thought was the one for the cuckoo's nest. Sad, but very dark. Mm-hmm.
1: So dark. Very dark. Too dark, in my opinion. And I do... Because it, it was such
0: a fun movie. Like I said, it was kind of like Amelie a little bit. And then it's all like, he's killing her with a pillow. I don't know.
1: Speaking of Amelie, did you recognize there's this one scene where they go out to celebrate after... Dominique
0: Pinon. Dominique Pinon. The face.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love him. I love him. He's in all of Jean-Pierre Jeunet's movies. And he needs to be in more movies. He's got such a funny face and he's great. He's got... It's the kind of guy, you're born with a face that was not... Maybe not conventionally attractive, but it's so compelling to look at because it's so interesting. Yes, and he's, he's the
0: lead in Delicatessen
1: Yes, and he's lovely in Amelie He's in City of Lost Children He's in, uh, did you ever see that Jean-Pierre Jeunet movie, Meek Max? Max yeah, I have yeah. uh, seen actually A Very Long all Engagement Yes, he's in that Yeah,
0: I was obsessed with him as a filmmaker for a period of time I haven't seen, he's made some newer movies, I haven't seen them mm-hmm. Patrick, we gotta move on to the fartsy test Alright, yeah, let's move on This is the test used to determine the fartsiness of a movie, which is our scale that gauges how impenetrable, unapproachable, and generally artsy-fartsy a movie is. We continually add and subtract from the list. It's a living document, much like the Constitution, but far more important. Patrick, is there any disorienting sound design choices in this movie?
1: Mm, Not really.
0: I don't think so. Uh, It's a pretty straightforward movie Mm -hmm. in that way. It's not... Like, even the movie Love, like we saw, there was, like, some weird editing choices mm-hmm. that were like, whoa, where are we? Yeah, the volume would life? kind of,
1: like, drop out, and then it would yeah. come in and be kind of cacophonous and sharp. Yeah.
0: <sighs> Number two, is there suicide? Does Betty try to kill herself? There's so much, like, reckless violence, I feel like, in this movie.
1: This is a hard one, because remember at 1.2, Zorg also is concerned about her sleeping pills? Yes, that's And right. it did kind of seem like a foreshadowy... Kind of event, even though. Would you, okay, if you were Betty's mom and you found out what Zorg did, how are you feeling? That he killed her with a pillow? If I was Betty's mother, I'd be quite
0: upset that this man killed my daughter.
1: What would you do for me if, like, let's say you had power of attorney over me for some reason and I killed you with a pillow? Yeah. Would you do that? Or would you do that?
0: If you wanted me to? Are you asking me to?
1: No, I'm like Betty. I'm zonked out of my life. Before you went
0: crazy or were, uh, before you, you know, were having your issues, you told me to kill you if this happened. Is that what's happening in the situation? Or no?
1: No, I'm not even telling you. It's just like, I don't want to see Patrick kill you with a pillow,
0: Patrick. I wouldn't do that.
1: So do you think what Zork did was merciful
0: or. No, I don't. Because, again, I feel like. Mental illness is a, it's a, it's what, it's an illness Mm -hmm. and it it is treatable.
1: Yeah, exactly. I don't
0: think, like, they're like, oh, she's gone. Like what? Yeah. Like, I don't even know what that means.
1: Right. And do you think. So there didn't seem to be enough work done. Do you think the director was saying something by having Zorg. Zorg attacks the psychiatrist or the neurologist at the end and said that they made her this way. And the yeah. neurologist or psychiatrist is trying to say that we have, like, chemistry has made advances that we can help treat this. Do you think that's any sort of... You think the the director's saying, like, see, these are even like worse. Are they cr-
0: the drugs are even worse. Is that what you're
1: saying? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering.
0: Hmm.
1: Maybe he's not saying I don't anything know. at all about it, but...
0: There's too much stuff in this movie. Like because it's all, it 3 like, hours. Like you're asking like all these questions like do you think this is what they tried to say and <laughs> it's like yeah sure i guess. Like there's so many things like i don't i don't i think this movie is too long. It's too it was crazy.
1: Do you it's think crazy. it was a sexy movie? Oh. She's so hot. She's so She's hot. so hot. She's so hot. <laughs> there wasn't enough there should have been more sex to be honest. For 3 hours there should have been more. I sex. was
0: going to i was <laughs> I didn't want to tell you this
1: because i thought you'd be too mad.
0: But okay. I was like, there's not that much sex in it. There's I mean There's kind there of is, not. <laughs> but,
1: um, like, ratio-wise, for three hours, it's not that much. I'm sure you were doing,
0: like, the Arsenio Hall whoop, whoop, whoop in the first scene. Because, <laughs> like, the first scene of the movie is, like, hardcore sexy sex. Yeah. You it's, know?
1: It's, like, just a level below the beginning of love. Like, it's literally... Yeah.
0: Oh, here's an arthouse erotica movie month question we can have. Okay. Is the first scene in the movie a hardcore sex scene? <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. And the answer is yes, yes. in both of these movies. So that can be uh what exclusive we were... to the month, yeah. Does someone masturbate? Is there a penis in this movie? Yeah, there is a penis and she kisses it, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah, she and... calls it
1: her sleepy little warm slug. Yeah, that warm. was gross, weird. Yeah. Uh Uh, you know what this movie reminds Do you remember that scene uh All roads lead back to Seinfeld. Do you remember the scene when they move into Eddie's mom's flat after she dies? Yes. And Betty doesn't want to sleep in the bed of Eddie's mom because she'd recently passed away there. So it was bad vibes. So they go out to try and sleep on the fold-out. I understood that. I understood that That wasn't crazy to me. It wasn't crazy, but... You some clean sheets. I mean, you don't have to think about oh, it. Oh,
0: God. Patrick, I would burn the bed.
1: You would burn would not, the bed.
0: I would not use that mattress. I would throw... Yes, I would burn the bed. I would not... If someone died on a mattress, I would never sleep on it. Never? Never.
1: What if it was brand new? Don't matter. Like, it, like, let's say, like, like I had this amazing mattress. Like, spectacular. And then like, I
0: killed you on it with a pillow? No,
1: no, no. I had an aneurysm, and I died in the middle of the night on it. And I'd only no, had I for would one not, No, night. I would burn the bed. What if Trisha was like, "We, I really want this bed. It's so nice. It's California king. It's so comfortable.
0: What I would say, T cubed. Tough titties, Trisha. That's what I would say. <laughs> Let's say you were destitute and you didn't even
1: have a mattress.
0: Patrick, we are going into the extreme here. And then, no, I'd sleep on the damn dirt <laughs> before I slept on that. I'm not sleeping on a dirt. Da- right.
1: I, I-, I don't think that's a crazy. We need to put up a poll. Would you sleep on... A mattress that someone died in, if it a was really if it pristine, only be, a
0: nice, pristine a purple mattress or no a, fluids leaked out. No, how do we know? What if their soul went into that mattress? Do you I don't think know, a soul just, can go
1: into a mattress? I've seen crazy stuff in my <laughs> lifetime, man. Uh, but I brought this up because do you remember, yes. uh, when they're trying to get the fallout couch to work and they're both like completely naked? Yep. And it's completely ridiculous looking, and it reminds me of um, when Jerry is dating that girl that likes to be naked. Yeah, uh, in and she's
0: like fixing a bike. Yeah, she's, like, she's fixing a
1: bike, and she's trying to open a jar of pickles. And like it, it cuts to her like her toes and like her muscles and like weird areas and Jerry's getting all grossed out because she's naked and using these muscles that you're like you're not really supposed to supposed like
0: to you're to see someone naked doing those sort of exercises <laughs>
1: yeah. yes it's like anti erotic <laughs>
0: yeah that is true
1: that is true
0: are there topics images or behaviors that go beyond what would be considered acceptable in a mainstream film I mean those sex scenes are pretty hot they're very and hot and
1: they're pr- Pretty graphic. I mean, it's just like after pretty Love, graphic. everything seems pretty tame. Pretty tame. You don't see actual penetration. You don't see semen. You do see not no penetration. G-rated. No
0: semen flying at the camera. <laughs> <sighs> Maybe we should have led up to Love, Patrick. Although I know. Although Short Bus, Short Bus does not... Have you seen Short Bus? No,
1: I haven't seen Short Bus. Oh, I
0: mean, I'm kind of blowing our surprise here. But the last movie of the month, we're talking about Short Bus. And uh, you will not be disappointed with... I think it goes a step further than Love.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, cool.
0: But if you're looking, uh, I won't say anything else. Um, so, yeah, I would say this would not be considered a mainstream film. It's too long. Mm-hmm. It's extremely it's long. It's French, which is its own kind of deviant
1: behavior on It's film. the Frenchest of the French.
0: They're such an unknowable people.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't. I can't. It's hard for me to distinguish what is uh, representative of the culture and what's a stylistic flourish.
0: We talked about this before, but we both decided there's no funny French people. Is that right? No. We decided there's no like they're not There's are no the funny French funny. people. No. They think and they think
1: they're funny. Like this yeah. is comedy. And this film continues in that vein. It's not funny, even though there's parts that are supposed to be funny.
0: Can Peanuts start watching this movie after April without falling asleep?
1: I mean. <laughs> I watched it over two days. I watched an hour and a half. That was the
0: right way to do it. That's what I did, too. I broke it up.
1: Yeah, I watched an hour and a half one morning and an hour and a half the next morning. Good Lord. (laughs) This was our longest movie, you know. It was, yeah.
0: Is there an inordinate amount of milling about so much so this could be retitled the 2013 comedy, We're the Millers?
1: I think kind of kind of. There's a fair amount of shit going on, but it's
0: there's a lot of like scenes like the one where they're putting the 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 fold out couch, where it's like they're making pizzas or they're painting the mm-hmm. houses or like she's throwing stuff out like I don't know. There there is kind of milling about. Yeah,
1: and like. every scene lasts like let's say a standard scene is 100%, every scene in this is like 120 or 130% of what it yeah, should
0: be. Yeah, at the beginning of the movie felt like where are we going? Are we at this resort the whole time? Like it was kind of like,
1: I was worried we're going to be at the resort the whole time. I was like, it's going to be here for three hours. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily they got out of there.
0: Poster titillation level. I would say, let me look it up right now. For me, it's medium, but let me look at the one that you're looking at. I, I kind of don't like the poster. I'm not that titillated by it. And I also don't feel like it's representative of the movie. No, not it at all. It makes because... it seem like a like a like a singer or something and that she's like, cuz she's not the main character.
1: I think the movie is as just as much about her as it is about Zorg and I think this I mean it's fine to highlight um Betty's character and her prominence in the film, but I think this movie is just as much about Zorg as it is about her, so this kind of misleading in a way.
0: But I don't even like, I feel like it makes it look like a young girl dreams or something. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, it, it seems. It seems
1: like she would be on her own journey, her own odyssey yeah, as opposed to a couple's and it, and journey. And that's not the movie that it is. So. Yeah, the movie is really, I mean, Medium. Yeah, it's, it's about Betty. It's about Zorg. It's about them as a couple. But I thought this I've was going to be a movie about Betty. I've come around on the name Betty. Zorg, by the way. I'm going to, I would name my child Zorg. You would name your child Zorg. I still think it's a weird name.
0: Zorg Mm O'Brien? That doesn't really roll off the tongue, does it?
1: Zorg. No. Zorg. Mel. Mel. Burn it. it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we have fun. Okay, Patrick, what is your score for this movie? I need to know. 8.9. That's a really good score. Thank you. I'm going to say that too. 8.9. It's very long. Very Very
1: long. long. There's stretches where it's... I think that the saving grace is... It's long and it's slow, but it's... I wasn't particularly bored. It it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. It looks really good too. It's very beautifully it looks shot. Good.
0: It's and like for a lot of it, it's fun. You're mm-hmm. like, oh my god, this is crazy. Yeah, you kind of want to see what
1: kind of hijinks they'll get into next.
0: That's why it's such a bummer. It gets such a dark place at the end. I kind of like. I feel. Like I felt a little betrayed. To oh, you be did? Honest. Yeah, I felt betrayed. Not by Betty. She was killed.
1: I wouldn't say. I don't think it was necessarily a logical conclusion, but she was behaving it. There was definitely a sort of,
0: but I, but I feel like the director was like, and then he fucking kills her. It's like, oh god,
1: yeah, that's it's true. Horrible. That's true. It's a little extreme.
0: I hope to never have to kill anyone with a pillow.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't think I could do it.
0: That does happen in Seinfeld, where George is like, "Kill me, Jerry," and Jerry's like, "All right."
1: <laughs> Speaking of Seinfeld. Would you want Trisha to kill you under any circumstances? No, I wouldn't. You wouldn't want... What if you were in a vegetative state?
0: Okay, so we watch zombie
1: movies all the time. Okay.
0: This is a common trope in zombie movies. They'll be like, kill me before I turn into one of them. And I'm always like, why? (laughs) Just wait until you turn. It'll be easier for the people killing because they'll be like, this is not you. And also, you won't know you're being killed, you know?
1: I think the presumption is they don't want to be a threat to anyone else
0: no but it it, i don't feel like that's always the case okay i'd be like tie me up let wait for me to turn and then
1: kill me okay yeah i would agree with that approach
0: but i feel like most people are like i i can't stand the idea of being one of them
1: (laughs) i just think that's so you would rather wait to live until you turned yeah okay yeah i think i agree with you I'd re- because I a lot of times they're like, "Kill
0: me," because they're completely lucid. I yeah. feel like, and I'm like, "Well, what if they weren't
1: going to turn into a zombie?" Yeah, because you never know. Miracles happen, dude. So, uh,
0: what were we talking about, Trisha? I don't want her to kill me. In okay. Any. I don't under want under no to have circumstances. To do that. Yeah, under no circumstances. Okay. Market, dude. Market. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick, what's the movie we're talking about next week? I've never seen or heard of this movie until you presented it to me on a platter of seduction.
1: So I have not seen it, but I love this director. Uh, He's a Japanese director, and I might be mispronouncing his name, but it's Shion Shono. I believe it's like S-H pronunciation. Would love for someone to correct us if we're wrong, which we most likely are. Manuel, jump in the chat. Yeah, Manuel, do you speak Japanese too? (laughs) I
0: don't know if he does. I feel like he's concentrated more of the romantic and Germanic languages.
1: Yes, I think But he's not limited. No, he's he's not. If anyone would know, it would be him. Uh, He did a film called Anti-Porno, which we're going to be doing. I don't even really know what it's about. I just know that I like Shion Shono as a director. What has he done? Seems like there's titties. Um, He did a movie called uh, Guilty of Romance. He did a movie called Love Exposure love exposure that's the famous one Kimizu. that's like
0: four hours long
1: yeah i have not seen love
0: exposure um kevin ferguson when he was guesting he suggested I, we do that one and i said not on my
1: watch but he also <laughs> did one called why don't we play in hell which i saw at beyond fest some number of years ago great uh
0: anti-porno which is not the stance of this podcast
1: no 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 all. we're very pro-porno
0: very oh, pro-porno also we have a whole club. damn month of an house erotica Suicide do you think we're Club is another are anti-porno? <laughs>
1: are you crazy? <laughs> no, we're very pro-porn here. Yeah, his other one is, that I was thinking of is Suicide Club.
0: <gasps> I've seen Suicide Club.
1: Yeah. Very good movie.
0: Very good. That's the movie that Trisha posted about on her Instagram, and her they deactivated her Instagram for talking about suicide. That doesn't make sense. What do you mean? I know. Did she they, appeal the she decision? She could not get it back. What?
1: What'd she say? Was she like she was do like, what they do in this movie or? Something? <laughs> Why are they- she
0: was like I really like this movie Suicide Club and they're like you're talking about suicide. They like suspended her account and she just could not get it back.
1: Fuck, that's wild. Yeah, shitty moderators, dude. It's a good movie, though. I guess so. Zuck,
0: yeah, I'm excited. I,
1: I I haven't seen. I feel like we've been doing a lot of movies that I've seen before lately. Yeah, I'm excited for us to watch something neither of us I, What was the last movie we saw that neither of us had seen? Let me look back in the archives. Hold on. Look in the archives, dude. Boop, 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 doop, boop, boop. The piano? Uh the piano must've been the last one.
0: But before that even, I think the one before that
1: was Wait, Daughters of Darkness probably, right? Yeah.
0: We're just art house nuts. We I love know. this stuff.
1: Yeah, this is cool. We have anti-porno neither of us have seen. So <laughs> it could be. Hopefully it's not a battle battle in heaven situation. <laughs> Which, you know, Casey, I think I mentioned this to you our before. Our worst
0: episode, probably. I think it was probably our worst episode because it was so early on.
1: It may or may released. not have been. However, it earned us a sponsorship. And I wonder if they became a patron of the farts because they found our show. Because, oh, that's right. Yeah. They Googled it, and we're the only fucking psychopaths on planet Earth that did a podcast episode on (laughs) Battle in Heaven, and they found our show on Spotify by Googling Battle in Heaven. God almighty. Or by searching Battle in Heaven. We were
0: so young then. We didn't know. Well, no, we had no idea.
1: We got to do the, the, the super niche ones every once in a while to kind you, of. You got to. Yeah. You
0: have to for cred, for street cred. And We've been kind, of, kind doing of doing more for- mainstream stuff lately. Have yeah. you noticed? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that?
1: I'm okay with that because I think, uh, I mean, mainstream is a relative term, but I like, it's kind of like a big tent. We want to include all the fart heads.
0: Oh, my dad sent me a text to yell at you.
1: For what? What did I do? That's oh, literally the worst track. thing you could tell me. Someone's yelling at me about something? Yeah, he's r- furious But me. I love Kevin. Okay. Kevin shouldn't be mad at me.
0: This is what my mom texted. Okay. This is not a text story with my parents. Okay. Casey, okay. dad is struggling with rev- reservoir dogs being given a four. Okay. My uh, Then my mom pitched an idea, which I promptly ignored. <laughs> per usual. Okay. So he <laughs> said, very few people saw it. Two point five million box office. This is a very inaccessible movie. Most mainstream audiences would say, what the hell was that about? Which is why no one went to see it. Many (laughs) critics liked it because of the dialogue, cinematography, and story narrative, but a common critique was quote, not sure what the point is, but an interesting watch. So my dad saw it when it came out and he disagreed with our assessment that it's like a Hollywood mainstream
1: movie. I don't think I called it a Hollywood mainstream movie. I just thought it was You insulted
0: my father. Did
1: not insult your in retrospect and listening back to the episode i think i was probably a little low on my score but i i at no point did i call it a mainstream movie i'm just saying that's well what my
0: father we, we have about. it here
1: kevin i apologize i'm sorry it's not my I mom not mean-
0: said your dad's having a hard time
1: <laughs> with you you other things or just that
0: it. no with that oh wow it's hard I'm sorry for him. kevin Patrick, that's it. We're at the end of the show, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it feels good. Feels right. I'm
1: tired. Yeah. Long day at work. Yeah, and I need to relax. Well, don't tell all of our our fans that they don't need to hear about your personal problems. We need to. You put don't on... think
0: the fans want to hear about my personal? problems? No,
1: we need to put on bold faces. We need to put <laughs> be on
0: brave for them. We yeah. need to be strong. We need for to be strong for heads. our fans. Uh, <laughs> if you want to follow the show on Twitter, we're Fart House Pod. Instagram Fart House Pod. Follow Patrick on Twitter at Patrick Mallon letterboxd at PR prmallon i am casey Lee O'Brien on all services if you want to get the if you want to pick the movie for the show it has to be art house and you have to venmo patrick patrick dash mallon 100 bucks we have to approve the movie but we'll do it we'll do it on the show and we'll have a great time we've already done it twice we did it with lamb did it this is spinal tap
1: Come on. It's fun. Yeah. And we'll have another one at the end of Fart House Erotica Month. Uh, I our love first episode this. in March, we'll have another one sponsored That's by a patron of the farts. So,
0: And if you want to become a patron of the farts, which is where all the conversations are happening, all the important cultural conversations are happening on our Patreon. It's mm-hmm. patreon.com slash Pod. Do it. Join the combo. It's only five we already bucks a month.
1: We have 53 people that are part of this cult. Everyone loves each other. Everyone's enjoying each other's company.
0: Every, it's the, pleasure. The. the, the uh, the Fart House Patrons of the Farts, it's all about love, synergy, community, uh, and pleasure. Pleasure. <laughs> and we're just trying to, you know, create a new world together. And mm-hmm. if you go against us, we'll kill you. <laughs>
1: <You're>, <laughs> we're bold. <laughs> See, we're brave because we're. Just trying.
0: <laughs> so many cults don't want to call themselves a cult, but we're the first one. That's we're getting ahead of it. We, we own are. it, man. We own <laughs> it. We own it. Uh, leave us a five star review too. That really helps the show. Patrick, where are these Spotify reviews? I couldn't oh, find. So I them.
1: started. To, did you look on your phone or did you look? No, on No, is that
0: where you find them? I was yeah, looking on so my I desktop.
1: It's not on the desktop version. It's not only on the, desktop. on the. So if you go to your phone and you type in "Fart House" into Spotify, you can see there. We're at four point eight right now with thirty reviews.
0: Ooh, that's up from four point seven. Wasn't it four point seven last? It was four point seven, and that was driving us up a. Whoa. Yeah,
1: this is still driving me a little crazy, but I'm glad it's trending upwards. Do you see that now on your phone? Yes, I do. It was pretty cool. Did you rate it for us?
0: Wait, where I? Uh, okay, here we go. <laughs> rate the show five easy. Oh, but they don't write reviews on here. No, it's
1: it's only a star rating.
0: God, who was that sinister little prick? That gave us less than I five. Know. We'll find you. We have the resources. I applied for a job at Spotify at one point.
1: Yeah, and they famously disclose all their user data when you apply. <laughs> sure, Absolutely. <laughs> they give you a little a zip file. Note, but yeah,
0: <laughs> but they do it. All right, Patrick. All right. That's our show. That's it. These are the cinephile cuties signing off. Bye bye.